Just days after the Chiefs beat the 49ers in overtime, Super Bowl 58, part of the broadcast crew from CBS Sports will join us now to talk uh, Super Bowl. Jay Feely checks in here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on the Arizona Sports Line. Jay, good morning to you. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing well. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts to start with something that we were talking about and what everybody's talking about. Uh, and that is the San Francisco 49ers' dealings in overtime, taking the ball first, getting the field goal, and players coming out afterwards, Jay, and admitting that they didn't know the new overtime rules. How much is that going to follow Kyle Shanahan in, in, in this offseason, in your mind? Well, that, that's not new. I remember, I think it was Donovan McNabb, mm-hmm. you know, went, said the same thing at one point in, in overtime with the old rules. Um, you know, I, I think... When you look at Andy Reid and you know how much they thought about it and asked their analytics team about it and walk through the scenarios all the way back in training camp, that says a lot about their preparation and getting ready for it. I do think it's a more nuanced question because you're not just looking at the analytics of do you want the ball and do you want the ball second. I think there is an element of our defense was just on the field and they're tired. I, I was looking at all four of the defensive linemen, and they were all getting oxygen on the sidelines. I mean, they were gassed after that drive. And so you have to take in not only the situation, but also what's going on with your team right now at that time. And I, had, I even talked to Tony a little bit during the break, Tony Romo, and I said, remember the, the 49ers – were the best in the NFL at the opening drives at the first half and after halftime. And so they're a team that does a really good job coming out and going down and scoring. They score like an 80% clip, and obviously you want the touchdown. But they're the best in the NFL at doing that. And so I think those are all considerations, too. They're outside of you know just looking at the analytics and saying, okay, whether we should take the ball or not. All right, when you take a look at it, what the Chiefs have done, history shows that the teams that win successive Super Bowls always kind of get knocked off that pedestal in year three, and you can you can go down the litany of 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 conquerors and that kind of thing. Uh, do the Chiefs feel different uh, to you? And and what are we watching here in the, in the the evolution of Patrick Mahomes? Well, Dan, I mean Patrick Mahomes, you, you can't say enough about him and how good he is and, and what he's done because this team just wasn't a great team all year. You know, they didn't have a great receiving core. Everybody knows that. They're dropping balls, and there wasn't a lot of confidence in the offense. But it was Patrick Mahomes just putting this team on his shoulders and just willing them to victory. You know, and he's just amazing when you watch him. He's so much fun to talk to and to be around. And everybody loves him on that team. And he's a great leader, but he doesn't uh, he doesn't hold himself in any different way than any other player on that team. He's very accessible, and all those guys just rally around him. I mean, he's just amazing when you watch him. And they they got a lot of issues going into next year when you look at all the guys that are free agents and and who's up and you know obviously when you have a big contract like you do with Patrick Mahomes and you're going to have a big chunk of that salary cap is going to be out. That's going to be every team with with a with a quarterback that they believe in. But I'll tell you a story from the production meetings, which is interesting to me. We were meeting with, with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes together. And they were pretty transparent and honest about the fact, and this is obviously before the game, that they wanted to win three. They wanted to win three in a row. And they, they, they said, you know, hey, this is the first one we got, it, but three is special. No one's done it. And that puts you in a different light. 
And that puts you in a category by yourself in NFL history. And for them to already be thinking about that and talking about it, it it was very evident that, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, that that's something that matters to them, um, that is a goal of theirs. And it wasn't an arrogant, and it wasn't – it was just, this is what we want, and we're going to go get it. And, and uh, you know, the, the way that they won this game, put it on their shoulders, went down there and scored, it reminded me so much of Tom Brady. You No matter what happens – we're going to find a way to get it done, and we're just going to win the Super Bowl. Jay Feely, CBS uh, Sports NFL analyst, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. You mentioned it in, in describing your thoughts on Kansas City. Hey, they just weren't that great a team, and, and, and certainly on Christmas Day, they lose to the Raiders. They look like they were just about at the end of their rope. They turned it on at that point. They win the Super Bowl, and to me, of the three, Jay, this was in a lot of ways the most impressive because they had to completely change the way they played. They relied on the defense, which brings me to my question. Is Steve Spagnolo getting enough credit for what he did as the coordinator no. of that defense this year? Yeah, no, not at all. And, you know, maybe because he was the head coach and it didn't work out and, you know, didn't have a lot of success. And then he goes back and, and is a coordinator and he's just excellent. I mean, go back and look at what he did. He's the first coordinator in NFL history now to win four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is a special, you know, special thing. You go back and you look at what he did with the Giants and those two Super Bowls against Tom Brady and the Patriots and how good they were in 2007 being undefeated. And he did an unbelievable job, not just in this game in the Super Bowl, but all the way through the playoffs. The, the scheme he came up with to go against Josh Allen, how good he was, even even though it was weather, it was cold, and shutting down that Miami offense. You know, and then looking at what he did against Baltimore and, and looking, you took the MVP of the league and made him look really normal. He certainly didn't look like an MVP in Lamar Jackson, in that Baltimore game, no. you know, and then coming in and, and dialing up pressure and understand how to change the picture and, and just knowing what each quarterback was good at and then being able to take that away and put him in a situation where he had to, had to be outside of the things that he does really well. If you're going to beat us, you're going to have to do it in a way that's outside of what your strengths are. And I think that's what he did so well and it's just fun to talk to him because he changes the picture it's not stagnant it's not the same defense every week he does an excellent job of just you know making that offense think through the game and adapt and you know he deserves as much credit as Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid does all right now that the season is over and we can turn our attention to next year what what do the Cardinals need to do would you start if you were the GM drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. if he were available would you focus more on the lines who might you go after what do you think the Cardinals need to do to get into that game next year if Marvin Harrison Jr. is available, they're going to run faster than he does in the 40 to run up there and turn back <laughs> I so hope he is because I want to see him on this team. And, and, and it would be just awesome if he was. And so all Cardinals fans got to be praying that uh, those quarterbacks go one, two, three in the draft yes. if he's available. But they, they got to get a corner. They got to get better on the defensive line. You have to have a pass rusher who can get after the quarterback without having to blitz. I mean, that, that really hamstrung this defense. You know, and, and I talked about all the way back in preseason when I was doing one, the game up in Minnesota. You know, they have to get defensive linemen who can get home without having to blitz because it just makes it so much harder. And, and you look at the Eagles, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl and Jonathan was there, and that's who they were, and that's why they were special, and they were deep on that defensive line. They could bring people in and keep them fresh, and that's where they're going to go. And, and then you continue to, to build on that offensive line, and 
And those are the areas I think. I mean, you got you got skilled players that you really like. Um, you know, you got a young tight end. You have a, a really strong running back. You you got a couple of young receivers that you can continue to build around. But you need a stud in that receiver, and, and you got to get better at the corner position. Jay Feely, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, before we let you go, I just got to ask this question for you personally: being part of the Super Bowl broadcast. 120 million people watched on CBS. <laughs> What's it like doing work that's being watched by 120 million 123 people? 123 million, Vinny, but that, who's that, that was all platforms. 120 oh, million okay. on CBS. Oh, got, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. You don't think about it while <laughs> you're doing it. Like, I mean, there's everybody in Arizona listening to you guys in the mornings as they drive in. You, that's you don't right. sit there and think about it, but... But, uh, oh, gosh, I don't want to mess up right now because everybody here in Arizona is going to hear me. Yeah, I never think you about know, that. You're right. Yeah, no, you, yeah. Right. Jared, you, I mean, Jared, you, you do it all the time, so it's normal, right? right yeah. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> he just messes up all the time. It's nothing to do with nerves. I'll, I'll tell you a quick funny story. I had like two hours after I did a pregame hit before I had, I had nothing to do before the game. And so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to get every picture that I can get and I went around and I got a picture with Jay-Z. I got a picture with Joe Montana. I talked to Post Malone. I got a picture with him. I'm like, I don't care. I just walked up there. But, hey, I'm doing the game. How are you? My name's Jay Field. Nice. <laughs> I get a picture with you? Hilarious. I got some of the greatest pictures. I showed all my bosses from CBS afterwards, and they were dying laughing. That's, that's fantastic. That's a, that's a good use of time. Yeah, making use of time. Way right. to go, Jay. Ludacris, right after halftime when he walked off, got one with him. Nice. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, congratulations on being a part of the broadcast, man. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, man. Great job, Jay.